Empire. Neil back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, guys? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana, and as always, my brother Noel. Real quick, we want to thank Hico Sticks for sponsoring the show. It is spelled H E C O S T I X. Go to HicoSticks.com to see all the videos and testimonials on the product when you get there. Use our promo code BeltwayBros at checkout to receive 10% off your entire order. Again, that promo code is BeltwayBros. Hey, Noel, football's back. Here we go. <laughs> oh, are you talking about the Premier League? Because that's yes. back this weekend. Football is back. Oh, football. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm excited in a weird way. It's kind of, I don't know, like an out-of-body thing. Uh, it, it's very weird. I can't weird. believe it. I'm excited, though. We'll see what happens. Indeed we will. Hopefully they have lines and hash marks on the field. Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me get through this real quick. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook group. Just search Beltway Bros, and you can also find us at BeltwayBros.com. Still doing a little writing over there, so check that out if you have a minute. One last thing, if you're listening to this show right now, which you obviously are, please hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode going forward. Later in the show, we're going to have another installment of a Top 5 Friday. We swear we're actually going to have it this time. It's back, baby! Last two weeks, we had some, uh, well, the week prior to last week, we made a concerted effort not to do that. But last week, we actually had some technical difficulties, and that one will never see the light of day. I think you were trying to sabotage it. Oh, yeah? You've never loved her. (laughs) (laughs) you've never fully embraced the top five i do it for you all i fight for it every week i'm pretty upset about that it disappeared off my computer and i could not (laughs) retrieve it so Mm. these things happen we'll never know we'll never know uh but i think you guys will like this one i think it's pretty good pretty relatable and especially for the football season coming up so we'll see how that goes but anyway to start things off we've actually got some real football to talk about this is not just you know, hypothesizing and hoping that it, the season actually starts. It's actually going to start, much to all of our surprise. Hey, you know, we even had a game last night. So, But because we are a D.C. sports show, what do you say we preview the Washington Eagles game, shall we? Let's do it. All right, so just to start things off, we're going to be doing a preview and prediction every Friday before the game to get you all geared up for it until maybe week five. <laughs> We're we're definitely for sure going through week five, but after that, we may realize that the team's even worse than we thought, so uh, (laughs) we may talk about something else. Badminton, I I don't know. Curling. We got to keep the the ratings up, (laughs) you know, so yeah, who knows? We'll see. Anyway, uh, to set the table, the game will be televised on Fox at 1 p.m., surprisingly, as all the other games are at 1 p.m., I believe, this year, (laughs) except for the Thanksgiving game. On Sunday at FedEx Field, in front of a capacity crowd of, of zero, which should be yep. interesting. 
Some injuries to keep an eye on. Washington cornerback Kendall Fuller was limited due to a lingering knee injury, and linebacker Thomas Davis didn't practice on Thursday, so we'll keep our eyes on that. Some good news. Uh, defensive lineman Jonathan Allen and wide receiver Antonio Gandy-Golden participated fully and are expected to play this week. For the Eagles, they've got a little beat up this offseason, especially on the offensive line uh, with left tackle Andre Dillard to the IR and right guard Brandon Books to the pup. Also, wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey will be out of this game. They kept seven wide receivers. We kept five. I guess they're deep <laughs> I guess so. at the position. They're so damn good. I mean, we keep a guy with one leg and they keep seven guys. <laughs> That's how it works. This is so strange, though. I mean, new offensive and defensive schemes, no preseason. We have even less of an idea what to expect than normal. Well, I mean, everybody's kind of just riding in blind this year, you know? Right. How about let's start with the offense versus the defense, shall we? Let's do it. Huh. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun affair. Well, on the Washington side, you know, obviously Haskins is now the starter, right? You got an interesting lineup at running back. (sighs) My God, wide receivers, McLaurin. I mean, McLaurin did pretty damn well last year against the Eagles and against Darius Slay specifically when he played Detroit. So I think at least he may have a pretty good game, but I'm not exactly sure how anybody else. So I can't imagine they're going to be able to run the ball with four scat backs on their on the roster and didn't keep anybody other than Barber. What do you think? Well, I don't think they were going to have a whole lot of success rushing against this line anyway. It's kind of the same as Washington, where you have a stout defensive line. Christian is going to have to hold his own. I mean, he's probably going to be going against the likes of Brandon Graham and guys like that on a down-to-down basis. And if he's getting torn up, it really didn't matter what Haskins does. He's going to be on his ass or on his back one of the two, and um, going up the middle, I don't see them running the ball a whole hell of a lot this game. It's going to be Haskins to throw the ball around, and I think it's going to just be a lot of quick throws, get it out, get it out, get it out, and hopefully he stays clean for part of the game. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it. I think Christian's going to surprise some people. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I mean, I, I think... you freaking kidding me. You really are trying to get a rise out of I'm, me. Right now, I'm kind of in that... I'm in that place right now. I know everybody's surprised. I'm kind of in that flatline area. And you're really... I think you're trying to poke at me a little no, bit. No, I really think that he's not going to get embarrassed out there. I think that they feel comfortable enough. Comfortable enough? They don't have anybody else. What do you mean comfortable enough? He's the smartest kid on the short bus. <laughs> yeah, he's going up against a very good defensive line every day in training camp, every day in practice. And I think if they feel comfortable enough for him to start, we might be in good shape. And I think that this game, he's going to hold his own. Watch, guaranteed. I'm telling you right now. You're guaranteed. You're stamping it. I'm stamping it. He's not in blood. He is not going to give up a sack in this game. Yeah, he won't because he'll have five holding penalties. <laughs> no, this is my prediction. One holding penalty, no sacks given up. Hassan's going to have to get the ball out quicker because somebody's going to rush him quicker than he would oh, like. Oh, but it's not going to come from Christian's side, though. He's got that locked down over He's there. He's got a locked down. Okay, good. No, I, the most intriguing things to me on that matchup are going to be the uh, McLaurin-Slay matchup. I think that's going to be fun to watch. And to see how this offensive line holds up, if we're talking about the defense versus the offense, their secondary is decent. Their corners are besides Slay are questionable. Mm -hmm. I think Sims could have a hell of a day. Uh, I really do. I I think that the other receivers could eat it up. And over the middle of the field, you know, you got guys like, hey, if Logan Thomas is the the next... um, Tony Gonzalez. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, next Kelsey, then he'll be eating it up over the middle. Yeah. 
So this defense is eerily familiar to what we have. And really, if the offensive line can hold up, then we'll be okay. We'll be competitive in the game. But I don't, regardless if the offensive line plays well or not, I do not see us running the ball well. No, and I think that that's the plan. Get the ball out quick. You have running backs, McKissick and Gibson going to see a lot of time. I think Bryce Love's going to sit. And then you got Peyton Barber, I guess, for short yard situations. And there's just going to be a lot of Dinkin and Duncan getting the ball out of Haskins' hand quickly, like he said, and hopefully keep him clean that way and wait for the big play with McLaurin or Sims. Yeah, absolutely. It, and that's how they're going to have to play, close to the vest, and hopefully they can get a couple big plays and grind it. That's going to be it. I don't see them really opening up the offense very much. I think they'll have a chance to move the ball at opportunities. The key is they have to help the defense, and we talked about this on the previous show. They cannot consistently flub on three and outs. As long as they can show some type of consistency and not just have like, like that one drive going into the half with two minutes left because the Eagles have laid off to a certain extent and now they go into it with some form of hope. They have to show consistency through the half of football and then come into the second half and hopefully they're still competitive in the game. You know what I'd like to see out of this team? Haskins last year looked very comfortable in the hurry up in the two-minute offense. I'd like to see him do that. Start out the fucking game like that. Surprise the shit out of him. You know? Yeah, no, that could be good. I mean, there's no tape, really. Yeah, there's nothing. So, yeah, go go out gangbusters. Especially if you plan on doing quick passes and not really running the ball. Shit. I mean, use Gibson and, and McKissick and just... And yeah. Haskins looked very comfortable in the two-minute offense. Obviously, this is a different offense, but I think this is going to be a lot more creative and fit Haskins' skill set a lot better um, and not you know fit a round peg into a square hole type of thing like Rudin was doing. So I'm really excited. And and the fact that they've had no preseason games, they've had, like you said, no tape on anything. This could be one of those games that the Eagles are just caught with their pants down. Kind of how RG3 against the Saints that first game. I mean, they didn't show that at all in the preseason. All of a sudden they were doing the zone read and all that kind of stuff. They didn't know what the hell hit them. One of the glaring issues that this team always had was adjustments at halftime. Absolutely. That's where the coaching comes in. Yep. So if we see that, and we say, okay, we're not running the ball, but we're able to move Gibson outside or or um, we're able to put McKissick in places to be successful, whatever it is, and they can make those adjustments at halftime, that's where it needs to happen. We'll see. And that's something that Gruden could never piece together. No. No, he was quite possibly the worst at halftime adjustments. Speaks no, because he stuff. treated his players the same way. You're going to do it this way. We're going to consistently go the route of how the coaching is. If we stay the course... It will succeed. Mm -hmm. If we stay the course, it will succeed. If you run my offense the way I know it needs to be run, you will be successful. Agreed. Instead of evolving during the game and making adjustments during the game or prior to the game, hopefully that isn't the case here and we'll see. Yeah. Well, moving on to the Washington defense versus the Eagles offense, this could be a little more fun to watch. Hopefully, like you said, uh, the offense keeps them off the field and they, they don't get exhausted by the fourth quarter. And I'm pretty confident that that's the plan going in is just kind of not necessarily scoring a ton of points, just keeping them off as much as you can, maybe getting a field goal here and there. And I think that's going to benefit the defense for sure. You know, the one big thing that everybody's talking about is this defensive line versus their offensive line. Can we exploit a weakness? I don't think we've been able to exploit a weakness in right in years. Every time that a team would come out, if they were injured or whatever the case, oh, we, we can exploit this. And in this case, 
Their offensive line is definitely their weakest link. They've had a lot of injuries on there. They're throwing Jason Peters back on the left side because their guys are on IR or the backup left tackle just plain sucks. I mean, I want to see Chase Young just tear this old asshole a new one. (laughs) How nice would it be if he just blasted Jason Peters right into Wentz? First drive. It would be great. Put his helmet in his spine. No, it would be awesome just to see that consistent pressure. And Wentz is one of those type of guys that if there is pressure on him, he has issues. A lot of quarterbacks are. Right. But we've seen it when when he takes it up the middle or when he takes that pressure, he automatically starts to scamper. The key is, and Washington against Wentz has, can you bring him down? Right, right. Can you bring this guy down? And hopefully with Sweat and Young on the outside, they're just getting so much pressure on this dude that he has no choice but to freaking run with it and they're able to contain him Um, and that's going to be the whole key to it I'm not worried about this Eagles offense Mm. I think honestly I know it's crazy I think they're garbage I really do garbage I think they've got a couple of pieces the only thing that could potentially eat them up is the huge Ertz at the tight end spot is Landon Collins or one of these linebackers going to be able to cover this dude it's always been when safety blanket It's always been a guy that completely urinates on Washington, like many tight ends do. And that's going to be the key focal point. I'm really not that worried about other parts. I'm not worried about the likes of Miles Sanders and guys like that. I think this defensive line is stout and can contain this. They played well at the beginning of last season against the run as well. This offense just needs to get their head out of their ass and get out of the defense's way. That's the way this team is going to succeed this year. And with Del Rio and Rivera as the head coaches of this team, I think that that's feasible. Yeah. And that's it. Don't get cute. If you want to make some matchup changes on offense and things like that, fine. If you have some Swiss Army knife guys, fine. But know where your power is, and your power is in this defensive line, and to keep the Eagles' offense that they have to go to a grind. And that's it. And that's where it's going to have to happen. I swear to God... If Deshaun Jackson scores a touchdown over 50 yards this game, I'm going to throw my fucking remote through my TV. (laughs) This better not happen. They know what they have. Obviously, this is a different coaching staff, but you know what Deshaun Jackson's out there for. Yeah. In the first game, would he have two 50-plus yard bombs against us when he was just playing? I mean, come on. That better not happen. I think you're right about Zach Ertz. This linebacking core concerns me. Yeah. They may have Apke on Ertz. He's quick. I don't know if he's big enough. Not when you have Deshaun Jackson over the top. That's true. That's true. But I mean, they ha- they do have weapons. I'm just not really that concerned about this Eagles offense, especially in the decimation of their offensive line. I think they have some serious issues. Yes, people are picking them to make the playoffs. Some are picking them to even win the division. I just don't see it. And um, I think that Washington is crap. <laughs> but I don't think that the Eagles are world beaters, no. especially on the offensive side of the ball. It's a very eerily similar team to Washington. It really is. They've got a couple pieces that are better than ours, but I think we have a couple pieces that are better than theirs. But at the grand scheme of things, they are in the trenches on the defensive line. So are we. And their offense is predicated on, is this offensive line going to protect Wentz? And is our offensive line going to protect Haskins? They're having the same issues that we are. Yeah, and I believe in this, at least defensive coaching staff's ability to put the defensive players in the right place. If there's anything that they can do well is coach defense. God only knows about Norv Jr., but I do know 
that Del Rio and Rivera have a great track record of this. And I think that they've got a lot of talent on this defense. And I just want to see them blow these fuckers up on the offensive oh, line. Calm down. I just do. I, have them be serviceable and to be able to contain the running game and not have freaking certain guys that they know normally beat them like the Jacksons and the Ertzes of the world urinate on them like they normally do. No, absolutely. Okay, let's slow down with the blow up. No, I'm, I'm, this. I'm talking on the defensive line. I mean, you, no, you, I understand you got what you're so much about. talent. And like you said, the key is to bring Wentz down. And that's it. Yeah. They've gotten pressure on him. They always seem to get pressure Absolutely. on him. But they just can't get him down. And then he'll have one of those demoralizing, you yeah. know, 12 seconds back there that he just tosses out and then scores. I mean, those are so yeah, some garbage. Some garbage. And those are even sometimes even more heartbreaking. I know. And But I think that if we can contain, keep it a manageable score, there's possibilities here. And plus the fact that Washington has the benefit of of them not knowing much about them. Yeah. There's a lot that could happen here, but going into who we're predicting, yes. that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that I'm going to go that route. So I'll give you my prediction first. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to say 24-14 Eagles are going to win. Uh, reason being, I think the defense is going to be on the Washington side is going to be more disciplined. I just think that the offense just can't put up enough points. They're just not going to be able to. I think that they'll keep it close till the middle of the fourth quarter, something like that. And then what's going to happen is the defense is going to be exhausted because they're going to be on the field 70% of the time or whatever it is. And they're going to give up a field goal or something just to put it out of reach. Right. Something like that, you know, just and they'll be up by 10 and the game will be over. But I think it'll be close the entire game. I just think the defense is just going to be toast by the end. But I think this defense is going to look good for the first time in many years. And I just hope that this team surprises us. Truthfully, though, I think this offense might really surprise us this game and this game only. Once the film is on them, the lack of talent is going to show through once they are able to figure out what they do. I think the problem is they're still trying to figure out what they do. And that's the biggest issue. Here's my score, and then I'll retort to what you just said. I have the Eagles winning 17-10. to 10. Mm. I have a low-scoring game because I don't think both offenses are very good. The Eagles offense is better, but still, they have not played. And how many times do we see in training camps where the defense is ahead of the curve? I really feel like we're still kind of there. Even people just as me as a fan still feels like I'm in training camp mode or in some limbo. Yeah, it's weird. So these guys got to come out here. Game one, division game, no crowd. Out of no one. No nothing. And come out here and start guns blazing. I just don't see offenses coming out. And yes, there will be a few teams out there, of course. But I don't see these two particular offenses against these defenses coming out and being able to open things up right away. And I don't think they will. I think a lot of things are going to be held close to the vest because of unfamiliarity. That's my take on it. And that's why I kept the score low. I think it's going to be about 10-3 to at halftime. Washington might even tie it up 10-10 in the third quarter. And then the Eagles will win the game 17-10. Yeah, I mean, and that's why college teams start with Division two teams because, you know, right. they don't have preseason games. And this is going to be this is going to be weird. Every once in a while, you'll have those primetime games where they'll have, you know, Clemson playing, I don't know, Notre Dame or something like that on the on August 25th. And those games are usually shit because these guys haven't done anything. All they've done is go against each other. Right. So we'll see. But I think it's going to be low scoring. I could be wrong. But I will give Washington a puncher's chance. Sad to say, 
but Noel and I are getting old, and we've been looking for ways to sharpen our hand-eye coordination reaction speed, but also like to throw something around outside with our kids once in a while. Then we found this product, Hico Sticks. Hico Sticks has three prongs, three colors, throw it, call the color, and catch the color. Simple, right? It's way harder than it looks, and there are so many ways to increase the difficulty that challenges even the best athletes. For example, Odell Beckham, Alvin Kamara, Joe Burrow, just to name a few. They use it to take their training to the next level. So Hico Sticks is the winner of the Men's Health Award. Even though it's already being used across all major pro sports and college programs, doesn't mean it's just for the elite. It also has the national standard for K-12 physical education curriculum. With so many shutdowns and gyms closing, Hico Sticks is the perfect tool to add to your home workout. Or you can just make it a fun competition with your family, you know, while you're sitting at home. You can go to HicoSticks.com for more details. When you order, don't forget to use our promo code, BeltwayBros, and get 10% off your entire order. Catch Hico Sticks today. All right, so moving on to the top five. Whoop, whoop. Here we are. We're actually doing it this time, God willing. So Might get some fans back, Matt. We might. We'll see. Is there anything better than sitting on your couch and vegging out for 12 hours on a Sunday? No, there's not. There really is especially when everybody leaves me alone and I can do it by myself. Yeah, well. That's the key, because you know I don't like anyone. I'm well aware of that. But is there a part of you that just is sad that you can't go see a live game? A very small part. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a rhetorical question. <laughs> but What are you doing, a commercial? I am. But we're here to remind you that it's not all it's cracked up to be. So on this installment, we're going to be talking about top five reasons to hate going to a live sporting event. Yeah, I Uh, think there are plenty of them. Everybody's, oh, we can't go. And I think everybody forgets about when they get there. One of the things that goes through their mind is, what the fuck am I doing here? What am, I, what am I doing here? I would think pretty much everybody has that thought. Has that moment, especially when their team's getting their ass kicked. You're looking around at these fools around you. You're crammed into this shitty seat that's like a Flintstones chair. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Why yeah. am I Why am I go- putting myself through this? Your ass is killing you. You're yeah. sweating your ass off. You're sitting on the, on the sun side that you're getting burned to a crisp. Right. You know, so we figured, you know... Let's remember some of the negatives to make everybody feel a little bit better that it's not all it's cracked up to be. True that. All right, let's start with number five. What's yours, Noel? Speaking of, I've got the elements. Mm. Primarily rain. (laughs) All right, I'm just getting too damn old for this. You wake up in the morning, you know, you got to get there early. And then you wake up and you look outside and it's a torrential fucking downpour. You've already paid for the tickets, so you know you gotta go. Right. And then you're driving through this shit. You get there, park in some gravel shithole half the time. To save ten bucks on parking. To save ten bucks on parking in some mud pit. Don't even know if you're gonna be able to get out of it. Tredge up to this damn thing. Then you find your seat soaked. Geeks with like these, those little like see-through ponchos on and everything. Everybody's on top of each other, getting each other wet. Well, you're too it's, cool to wear a poncho when it's raining. Yeah, I am. Oh, okay. I wear like one of those like weather jackets, you know. <laughs> yeah, that I wear like well, like one of those like clear geek ponchos, like the pair that wears the same color, <laughs> like the husband and wives that like both wear the same one. They fucking geeks. 
So anyway, and then you're standing there in the rain. You can't get comfortable. No. You just can't. The only respite is like, please get to halftime so I can go inside where every other fucking wet idiot is. <laughs> it's just a nightmare. It's off. And then going to a Washington game, you got a 90% chance that they're going to get their ass kicked anyway. <laughs> and you're standing there for four hours soaking wet for what? So yeah, that's my number five. Yeah, that's a good one, Noel. But my number five is the drunk asshole. <laughs> How many times have you gone to a game and somebody's been drinking since, I don't know, 9 a.m. for a one o'clock game and they're just annihilated and they're loud and obnoxious and bumping into you and, you know, it's just a miserable experience. And if you say anything to the guy... You're the asshole. You're the asshole. You're like, the bring down. Yeah. Like, screw you, you drunk fuck. You're ruining the experience for everybody, man. I remember this is actually at a wrestling event, but still, same thing. Oh no, no, no. God. Hold on, hold on. It's not. I mean, it's still a crowd, Noel. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the show, but this guy was annihilated. I mean, when I talk annihilated, he was he was behind us, and he was saying, "I couldn't even make this stuff up." He just kept saying, "Ah, you Albanian motherfucker." <laughs> Over and over. And then he would pass out in his seat. Who was the Albanian that he was speaking I don't know. to? Maybe he thought I was Albanian. I don't know. It's a possibility. Then he definitely would have thought I was. <laughs> That's for sure. No, but then he would sit back in his seat and pass out and then randomly cool. wake up and then just go, bah, and then stand up again and then say the Albanian. It, it was just a... You get what you pay for, Matt. See what you get at those events? Oh my god, this guy was unbelievable, and we and we threatened to kick the shit out of him, and then he got kicked out. But at least that happened. You know what makes me crazy about that shit? You let it go for a little while, and you're like, all right, you let it go. You try to be the bigger person, mm. and then finally you say something, and everybody else is annoyed. You can see it in their faces, right? And everybody else is annoyed, and finally you say, you know what? Hey, hey, buddy. Shut the fucker! Get the hell out of here! <laughs> right. And you're everybody's universe is in their shoes. Everybody was thinking the same thing. You're like, yeah, man, go for it. And as soon as you do, everybody's just looking down and no eye contact from anybody else. You're the crazy one until the guy leaves. Until and, the guy and leaves, and then they're and everybody like, oh, thank you. pussies. Oh my god, it's horrible. All right, what's your number four? Late arrivals. Late arrivals to the seat. Okay, you're in the heat of the freaking battle of a game and these hot shots like too cool for school like oh you know we get here when we get here you know huh? yeah fuckers and so you're you're sitting there you're watching a game then of course they get there and nine times out of freaking ten there's a person sitting in their seat so they have to say excuse me um i think that's ours that's 14g uh i think you're that's ours so everybody pulls out their tickets yeah, and they have a debate about well it's aisle q <laughs> you know it's like all this shit and in the meantime you're standing up the freaking Redskins or Washington's driving down the field, and you're missing half of it because these fools are debating about what seat they need to be in. It makes you want to go bonkers. Yes. Hey, my number four is a late arrival as well, but a little bit different. So you know what upsets me is when there's open seats, and you know me, I go... Oh, my God. I go I mean, find you, the closest possible seat. No pride, no shame. You know, I really like going to games with you because you do have an etiquette. You yeah. really do. But this one, I mean, he's incessant. If he sees seats, guys, 
He'll see seats freaking three sections away. I, I can't even see that far. And he'll be like, hey, Noel, like you see those two over there? They've been open for a while. He's like the fucking Terminator. Well, like, and he'll bug me about it. He'll say, so, yeah, I think, when do you think we should go down there? Matt, I'm not going down there. I'm not walking all the way down there like an idiot. I'm not walking all the way down there like an idiot. And the moment we sit down, either an usher or the people, the idiots that I was just talking about, um, uh, I think you're in the wrong seats. Well, in fairness, I wait till after halftime because there's oh. no way, but it has happened before <laughs> that people have shown up and said, uh, that, that's our seat. I'm like, seriously? It's the beginning of the third quarter. What are you doing here? <laughs> but I, the, the, that annoys you because... Yeah, the, <laughs> it, it plays into what you're saying. Why are you so... It's your fucking fault that you're that late, dickhead. <laughs> I mean, shit. No, I've gotten... And so you, you've become so you've become me. I've like, become the, the aggressor. The poor, the, poor, the, the poor other people in the row are dealing with your ass and the late people. No, I don't argue with like, them. I'm like, like, oh. Leave, like oh, oh, uh, sorry. Uh, it's happened uh, a couple times, but I um I have more times than not gotten better seats because I do that. At a Wizards game, I got in the second row. I had to sweet talk the usher lady, and we got God, to the second row. To what row. end? I mean, it was unbelievable. Have you to ever been? In, have you ever to been in a second row of a Wizards game? I, I've probably been in the sixth row. Well, I mean, seconds. To better. what end? So uh, good. You get to sit next to those freaking rich kids that are on their phones the whole time that don't even give a shit with their dads. Like, don't you hate when people show up to a basket? I get it. You're coming from work, asshole. You can take the sports jacket off. <laughs> Or, like, they'll put the jersey over their shirt and tie. Oh, my God, that's the word. Oh, put my a jersey God, I want to punch, <laughs> punch these guys in the face. Like, we get it. You came from the office, douchebag. We got gotcha. you. Can't even loosen up the tie. I know. It's, like, always on the job. <laughs> always on the run. Yeah, oh, my God. Those people are the worst. Uh, oh, the worst. All right, what's your number three? Speaking of screaming, <laughs> screaming fans. I mean, what are you screaming about? What are you yelling about? You have no involvement with the game. Yes, here and there, if a bad play happens or a good play happens, fine. What the fuck are you screaming the whole game for? At what? I think you're, you mean in terms of situations that people don't need to scream at, right? right. You can, you can that, yell in a game, yeah, yeah, but if no, you're just incessantly exactly. yelling. Just incessantly just making noise. Like people that lose their voices after a game as a fan. Lino? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, okay, perfect example. Thank you very much, Matt. Our cousin, Lino. We went to the Italy-Mexico game at RFK. 94? In 94 World Cup. Yeah. We had seats, lucky us, with him. <laughs> this fucker couldn't tell you what a soccer ball looked like. And he was screaming the whole game, Italia, Italia, over and over again. So we had idiots of Mexico that were next to us. And this idiot in the sea of Mexican fans, they were screaming Mexico. He was screaming the one Italian in the place besides the two of us that were just looking at him, hoping that eventually he would just keel over. He almost did. He almost fucking did. Face beat red, screaming his ass off, Italia the whole game. I don't even think he saw a play of the game. I don't even remember anything about that game other than that. Other and, than and that. And that's it's a perfect example yeah. of why you don't fucking scream in the entire game. I was at a game. World Cup game. One at a time every four years, probably would never see another game on U.S. soil again, potentially. And the only thing I remember about that fucking game is this idiot <laughs> yelling Italia the whole time. Do you remember by, like, um, I don't know, the 70th minute? He was almost toast. 
He, he was could, done. He, he had no voice anymore. <laughs> oh my god! My shut lord, up. have mercy. It's still in my nightmares. Hopefully, Leno doesn't listen to this anyway. <laughs> eh, uh, fuck him. <laughs> he stole my World Cup experience. He can go fuck himself. And you're leaving that in, too. <laughs> he better not fucking edit this shit out. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> he needs to hear this. Yeah, he does. Buffoon. <laughs> All right. So- <laughs> All right, so my number three is people that go to the games just don't give a shit. Kind of feeding off of of what you've said. (laughs) I'm sorry. Go. go. (laughs) You know, um, why? (laughs) All right. All right, all right. I'm good. I'm good. Why the fuck are you at this game? Why do you go? Is it a social gathering? What is the purpose to go to a game, pay money to go to a game you obviously don't give a shit about? People that are staring at their cell phones or whatever the, the case is, they just bother me. And yeah. and they're not innocent bystanders. They don't just leave you alone. They tend to make your experience worse because yeah. they're going up to the bathroom every five seconds. They're trying to go get a drink, whatever. They may even turn into the drunk asshole because they don't give a shit. They don't know anything about the game that they're watching. They just make your experience worse. And even if they are just sitting there doing nothing, they still bother me because those seats could have gone to somebody who gave a shit. <laughs> no, you know? I, I totally understand. I know. We've pointed them out when we've been at games. Like, really? Why are you, you here? You have no freaking desire to be here. You dress to the nines half the times like the soccer moms they go to their kids games i'm sitting there trying to watch my daughter's soccer game right and you just hear them squawking behind you talking about nothing to do with anything just what's on pinterest or something yeah or some shit like that and the thing is when they're in earshot you're like really i came here to escape this i came here to get away from this to not have to listen to things i don't give a shit about that's why i leave the house (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's a social gathering. It's just, I'm just here to have fun. Well, so are we. Yeah. But it makes us look like crazy assholes because we actually care about the game. Whoa, you're that into this? Yeah. Like, oh, calm down. It's just football. Yeah. Like, well, you don't need to be here. Yeah. Go sit at the tailgate and and play beer pong and freaking do whatever the hell it is you're doing out in the parking lot the whole time. That's the only reason why you came. Yeah. They all love the tailgating part. They hate the game part. Yeah. Because they don't understand it. And who cares? uh, uh, Who cares? This isn't real life. Like you. Yeah. yeah, Fucking. All right. what's, (laughs) What's your number two? Sit down. How many times as a person, it could be any section, some idiot. Now, again, going back to the screaming thing, there are situational and circumstances in which it is okay. Right. Touchdowns, big plays, bad plays, like the ref makes a bad call. You get up, you're like, what the fuck? But these guys that are like levitating over their chair, just, you're not in the game, dickhead. You're not in it. Nobody gives a shit about the only thing you're doing is causing a wave of people that have to stand up behind you. Right. That's it. You're not at Cameron Indoor, dude. (laughs) You're at a freaking 
professional football game where half the people there are rich and just want to sit on their asses. It can be one of the two things. They're either taking the game extremely seriously or they don't give a shit. Yeah. And they're completely clueless what proper etiquette is. Yeah, like the wife that stands up, the the crazed fan husband. So she just stands up with him just to be supportive. Yeah, so now you've got this wall in front of you, and you've got to be, again, the jerk that says, excuse me, sit down. And you hope that there's, like, an old person in your section, because you know they'll say, sit the fuck down. Yeah. What about the guys that turn around and say, like, we're at a game. You can yeah, stand ooh. up. You know, like, yeah. wh- why are you sitting down? Yeah, you know, like, flip you're it not on a you. real fan. Right. Like, shut up. God, shut up. These are the type of things, people, that we do encounter. Not all at once, but you do. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you do all at once, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. My number two is <laughs> the guys that think they know more about sports than they do. So uh, if you've ever been to a game and you got two idiots that are like sitting behind you and they're talking about a game, the game that they're watching... And yeah. they have no idea what they're talking about. And the guy's like, yeah, absolutely. Or or another guy that's trying to teach the other guy. Like, why didn't they throw on that play? Yeah. You know, when it's like third and inches, like they could have just gone for that. Yeah. You know, or, or like. like don't, they don't know any, any situational football, know yeah. nothing about anything. Or the guy that's trying to explain it to his wife. Oh, my God. But he still doesn't know anything about it. So it's it's the the blind blind leading the blind. Yeah. God, they're the worst. And you have to hear about it. Or, you know. And they talk more than anybody. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. They don't shut the fuck up. They think that if they talk more and they throw out, like, jargon. Yeah. That they're creditable in some way. Exactly. It's it's so bad. And kind of playing off in that one, it's not in my rankings, but, like, the small talkers. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had one next to you that, like, please, they've said, like, one thing to you and say... And in your mind, oh, that's yeah, the small. <laughs> in your mind, you're like, let's just end it there, please. Okay, you got it out, buddy. We're sitting arm to arm, ass to ass over here. You got it out, please. Just let's leave it at that. And then every once in a while, like they're trying to be a part of you. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my god, just leave me alone. Right. That's why I don't go to movies and shit either. Um, I just I need I want none of it. You could do a top five on movies, but yeah. Uh, all right. So the elusive number one. What's yours, Noel? <laughs> Kids. Kids. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Freaking kids. Why the fuck are you bringing a baby to a football game? And sometimes, you know, kids, babies won't cry. The percentages are there. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So you bring this baby in, you cart all this shit in, stuff your way down a freaking row, and put like the gun range headphones on them. It's loud for the babies, Noel. What are you bringing a baby to a game for? I have no idea. What are you doing? You can't find a babysitter, really. Right. Yeah, you're completely right. And not just babies, younger kids too. Oh my God, they're the, that's where you I was going. want to talk going, about yeah. no etiquette, running around, or I don't want to be here, I'm hungry. And, I'm the, the- and the pussy dads. Yeah. The worst. They're worse than the kids. Make sure their son is a heterosexual, so they're going to bring their five-year-old, teach him young, yeah. you know, and bring their, their fucking bratty five-year-old kid to a game he could give two shits about it doesn't even know what planet he's on (laughs) and you're bringing him there and all he wants to do is get toys and get some nachos and the dad is just like trying to make it through a drive like okay bobby like i promise right after this we'll go up there and we'll go get you something okay so you're listening to this fool sell his son the entire freaking game and you have these two buffoons one that doesn't give a shit and the other guy he's like 
whatever he can get out of the game. And usually they end up leaving in like the third quarter anyway. Because right. even this idiot can't deal with it. <laughs> right. Where's the applause when those fools leave? I'd rather have the drunk. Wait, oh, totally. At least he uh, gave a shit at one point, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So my number one is the guy that gets up every five minutes in your aisle. I always seem to be in that aisle, and this can be a conglomeration of he has the kids, so he has to get up every five minutes, or he's drunk, and he has to piss every five minutes. Or what, he's what? old, or he's so old. he has to go to the bathroom every five minutes. Right. Stay home. If you're at the end, you got to get up. Yeah. Or the worst part is the guy obviously doesn't give a shit about the game, but he'll stop in front of you in motion to get to the aisle to go to the bathroom, whatever the hell he's doing during a quote unquote big play or so he yeah, yeah. stop to like he gives a shit like I got to see this one to uh, for appearances. you do that thing where you have to slide back, you know, just <laughs> enough so he doesn't hit your knees yeah. and then but he'll stop and turn and look at the game. That's great that I don't get to see it. Cool. But as long as you do, we're good. Right. <laughs> Dickhead. I mean, when we go to games, I'm at my seat 90% of it. Absolutely. You're there I to watch there, the game. I'm, go, I'm there to watch the game, and that's it. If I had to get up 15 times, I know everybody thinks I'm an asshole, but I do think about other people's circumstances. This person paid to come to this game. Do they just want to stare at my ass going through an aisle 90% of it because I have to be going back and forth? Did I need that? second cotton candy that badly you did. that I needed to get up and make 13 people in a row move for me. The narcissism of these assholes. Stay home. And yeah. that's why, you know, as I get older, I can completely understand why Pop, as I've gotten older, said, I'm not getting involved in that shit. And he used to take us to games all the time. I know. And as he got older, they became less and less. And I don't blame him one damn bit. And that was well before Sunday ticket. That's for sure. Well, at just getting to the game, traffic. It's an oh, entire day affair. It's a whole uh, thing. And just dealing with idiots. And you hope that it's a good experience. Like, yes, there are good times that we've had at games. When like, holy cow, we've left that. That was an awesome experience. But not that many. But this is just a, a good reminder of you ain't missing much. No, so don't feel like, bad. It's okay. Yeah. Enjoy your 4K TV. Be able to change the channel. Pause it if you have to take a piss. Whatever. We've got amazing technology, so enjoy it. Don't think that you wish you were there, because trust <laughs> right. me, you don't. And a lot of guys go to games just to get the hell out of the house. Well, how about this? Boot them out, yeah. and you watch the games. There you go. Seal yourself in a room, and don't come out until nighttime, until after the kids have gone to bed. There you go. You know what I've done? Basically, I, d I don't allow my wife to know anything about football, so she's not interested in it. I mean, this is 100% true. Yeah. She sucked my soul dry through my eyeballs. The, the last thing that I can have is football, so she has no interest in it, and which is great for me because she doesn't have to infiltrate that one last piece of enjoyable experience that I have well, in my We've life. even talked about what if Washington, in some parallel universe goes to the Super Bowl. Ugh. Well, you know the first thing these people are going to do that don't give two shits about anything. Well, are, are you going to have a party and this yeah. and that? You know what I'm going to be doing if Washington goes to a Super Bowl? I'm probably going to dig up an old watchman somewhere and go into a hole somewhere. That's what I'm going to end up doing. Yeah. And nobody's going to even know where the hell I am. You think I'm going to like have this party time with hors d'oeuvres and shit? You got to be out your damn mind. Absolutely. So not. the people that want to do that, 
you don't want to watch a game with them anyway. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, we're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook group. Oh, also the website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy football, and we will see you Friday. Hail. Hail, schmail. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>